Welcome back to the 85th episode of the Shy Sports Weekly Podcast. Boys, what better way to kick off the 85th episode than talking about the Bears? Oh my God, this this guy that we had on, Joseph Herf, he is like Bears porn. This dude, he, yeah. guys, he knows more about the Bears than anybody ever. Like right. ever. I thought about going to grab a beer or six out of the fridge and just sitting here for a couple hours talking Bears. Yeah, put on the Super Bowl shuffle. Yep. Maybe some Justin Fields highlights. Yeah, no, this is definitely a, a must-listen-to episode. He is just dialed in on everything, free agency, draft, uh, the trade, the trade of number one overall pick. He's just He is legitimately dialed into everything. He was so prepared for every question. And we and we didn't prepare any questions. <laughs> <laughs> well, he does his own podcast, so to be fair, he literally did just talk about it. And when we do our own podcast, too, and we had no idea what was going on. <laughs> it's fair. I mean, yeah. Uh, all right, 85s, Cole Komet. All right, Cole Komet, nice. That's a great one. The 85 Bears. Shit. Oh. Because the, the only other one I had after that was Trent Giambroni from the Cubs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, this one's a mouthful. What about Rostislav Olesh? Oh yeah, who the fuck did he was on the uh the Hawks, Rodoslav Olesh. Uh left-handed shot. I don't even remember. Maybe for a leak they got him for. <laughs> Maybe. It's hilarious know. that you knew who he was. I don't know why I'm surprised. Yeah, it was like the early 2010s. It was right after it was between their first and second cup. I know they had him. He was pretty useless. I'm gonna say they traded him and got for a leak. Ty, can you look that up? What year was this? Oracle. No, I'll look it up. You tell me what's our sporacle? What are we doing? Oh wow, I haven't haven't quite gotten that far. If I'm being I, honest, so all I, I want to say before we get into the interview is I'm prepared to set the Bears' win total at eleven already. Come on, <laughs> come on, eleven. Come on, dude, you're you're high. I'm not. I'm high on Ryan Pohl's fumes. Oh, they traded Brian Campbell for him. Not uh, not Michael Froelich. I'm high. Uh, yeah, dude, Ryan Poles honestly got 10-inch cock swinging around Chicago. Fuck, that was the one question I, I meant to ask uh, Joe was that he talks about Claypool potentially not being uh, a bear after next season. I wanted to ask him what, like, where that, like, or why he thinks that. You know, be interesting. I, I like Claypool. So I like him, but we just need to learn the place. That's true. All right, Ty, what do we got for Sporacle? All right. Do you guys have a preference on Bears or Bulls or any? Which ideally, ideally Bears. Yeah, let's go Bears. Bears. You got a good one. All right, let me find. Uh, see if we can do this. Problem with Sporacle is there's like all these quizzes, like this one's 78. Like seventy-eight questions. That's entirely too long. If you ask. Yeah, me. it is. All right, you got a good Bulls one. You had one job. Yeah, well, I was trying to. Then. Then what? I don't know if. You could always go back to all reliable the Cubs. Yeah. Well, so obviously I'm trying to keep it Chicago sports related here. However, a lot of these just suck. 
Uh, just not good quizzes overall. So there, I, I literally found the good one here. Let me share my screen. Yeah, you go ahead, dude. I can't. Uh, you're the uh, you're the host. Yep. Send All it right. to him. Send the link to him. I got one. I got one. There we go. Bulls starting lineups in the NBA Finals. Can we do this? <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how you do. It's a uh, all it's right. A quick. How one. many are there? I mean, are they all in the nineties? Yeah, six. Uh, Can I get this to your screen? I'm yeah, ninety-one to ninety-eight. All right, go. You do this pretty. Should be able to do this pretty quick. Share well, that's, your screen. That's good because uh, you have a minute to do it. That's it. All right. That's it. Hold on. Hold on. Don't. All right. You can start it now. You have a minute to do it. Jesus Christ! Hurry up. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oh, okay, we're good. I thought this was bench players too, but it's starters for every year. I got you. Yeah, we got this. All right. Yeah, you got to type fast. <laughs> I'll see what I can do here. Jordan, Pitt. Right. Ready, set. Jo- Ready, no. Jordan. Pippen, Rodman, Armstrong, Longley, Grant, Grant, um, Wennington. Yeah, Wennington. How do you spell that? N N. Paxson. Not what? Not yeah. There you go. Oh, Bill Wennington wasn't one. Uh, Paxson. Paxson Kerr. P A X S O N. Who is the center? Point guard in '96. Uh, Harper, Ron Harper. Oh, uh, Kukoc, K U K O C. Yeah, we're missing the center from the early '90s teams. They played with Horace Grant. Who would that be? Fuck. It's gonna be so easy. Five, mm-hmm. four. We're not gonna get it. Damn it. Go Cartwright. I was never going to guess that in in a minute, but I should have known that. Wasn't he the Bulls coach for a bit, too? He was. Damn. That's even worse. That was fun. You got another one? A quick little sparkle. (laughs) I mean, not off the dome, but I could find one quick. No. Find one quick. That took you 45 minutes to find that one. Yeah, well, Instead of walking away on another L, let's walk away on a W. Yeah, you should walk away on a W. That's a interview. good call. That's a good call. That's one, yeah. We got an exciting guest on the show. First-time caller, Joe Herf, uh, content creator with Bear Goggles on and a podcast host of his own podcast, Herf Subtle. We're going to be talking bears. Joe, thanks for coming on. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. I got to ask right off the bat: Are we uh, are we a Schefter or a Rappaport guy? Rappaport for sure. Ooh. <laughs> smoking them today. I was gonna say who's leading the who's leading in the scoop game right now. Rap definitely is. I mean, Schefter comes out with the contracts every so often, but Rap's been kind of killing them with the first of the news. As you I say like, that, I like when he reports something and says first reported by me and this person. Yep. How does that work? I mean, I don't know if you would know that when somebody hit, or when they have a report and it's like Rappaport and I don't know, I'll say Mike Garofalo. How does that, isn't it just like somebody told one of them first? I don't know. I've never actually thought of that. I don't even know like how it all works, but yeah, I'm assuming like the agent, like, you know, sent the information to both of them, but I don't know. And all that matters is that he was firing off tweets about the bears today. Oh yeah. hundred percent. I was going to say, not that this is bears related, but 15 seconds ago, he, he tweets out Jameis Winston back to the saints. Really? Like this guy's all over it. Yeah, he is. He was on one today. He was good. 
So now is now do you think Schefter is more quantity or quality versus quantity where Rappaport's just he's picking up the scraps and trying to even the score? I don't know. Schefter kind of got some hate. I can't remember what it was last year. He's had like a very Wasn't it the Brady news? I think it was the Brady and then the Sean Watson. He said something really weird about the Sean Watson that was obviously leaked by his agent, like (laughs) to shed some good light on him. And since then he's kind of slacked. Interesting. Good to know. Good Max over here is a Schefter guy. He's ride or die. Adam Schefter. People people think I'm buried in my phone. Like those guys are just literally their their phone is just glued to their eyeballs. Yeah, hundred percent. Like taped to their foreheads. <laughs> All right, let's we'll, we'll, we'll sp- <laughs> slide over to some Bears talk here. First question: How does Ryan Pace or Brian Pace? How does Ryan Poles walk? Those ten pound balls between his legs, wheeling and dealing, slinging it around. That first overall pick. I mean, I guess just your initial thoughts on that. Just the, the return they got, uh, DJ Moore, everything. Lay well, that, let's trade. Like, I, I was finishing up work. I had about a half an hour left when that happened. So, obviously, I did absolutely nothing for the last half an hour work. But, <laughs> like, I just instantly, like, called a bunch of my buddies and just started talking about, it. like, as it was going down. Like, I heard the trade happen. That's when I called them. And then we saw the return. And it was, like, this didn't even seem fair. Like, I didn't think I thought DJ Moore was going to cost alone at least a one and a two. And the fact that we basically traded back and got essentially three firsts, if you include him, and basically three seconds, if you also include his value, that's just, it's just insane. And the fact is, right. there, there was no good receivers on the market. Obviously, there isn't. Nobody's even signed yet with a team. And even I think it was the, I think the Bengals GM with like the T Higgins rumors, he said himself, like, if you want your own good receiver, yeah, yeah, we're not moving T Higgins. Like, if you want your own like good receiver, draft one yourself. And the Bears obviously put a stamp on that. So, you know, we're going to trade for one. That was disappointing for me when I heard that because I've been rallying the T Higgins cries all offseason. Even oh, me even, too. Even at the trade deadline last year, but um, <laughs> obviously they weren't going to move in midseason. But I was already talking about the offseason. But DJ Moore, not a bad consolation prize at all. No, I was a big fan. I mean, I was like how you were with T obviously sounds like how I was with DJ. I was rallying for him at the trade deadline pretty hard that we should have gone for him. And it sounds like the Packers offered a one at the deadline and the Panthers said no. So the fact that Poles basically told the Panthers, DJ Moore's in this deal or we're not taking this is just impressive as hell. Right. I did not know about the Packers offer for the for DJ Moore there. Yeah. So we basically sniped the Packers from Moore and Claypool. That makes it even sweeter. Oh, yeah. Snipe DJ Moore, send Aaron Rodgers packing for good. Get them the fuck yeah. out. Tell us a little, about, a little bit about DJ Moore. Who would you compare him to? It's tough because, like, he really doesn't have, like, a really good comp in the NFL right now. He reminds me a lot of Steve Smith, which obviously is a, a big shoes to fill. But he, the fact that he's not, like, a physically big receiver but plays like a physically big receiver but also has the speed to separate, can separate. Like he, he can do it all, and it really depends on how he's used. So I think he's really going to determine this year for us how we use him is really what we're going to see his value as. So like last year, the Panthers basically solely used him as a deep threat, and he still torched. I think he had like the 90th worst on target percentage of any wide receiver last year. Like he he basically no ball correctly thrown his way, and he yep. still managed to get almost 900 receiving yards despite that. So. I think he's going to use more in the slot for us and on the outside, just mix matching with uh, 
with Mooney, just depending on matchups, and it's just going to give defenses absolute headaches. Yep. He, he is definitely the kind of guy that could stretch the field, but I feel like he also is going to get open like and just sit in the holes in the zone. Yep. Get chunks of 20 yards at a time. Yeah, he kills zones, and he he's best used like in that like 10 to 20-yard range, which is where Fields absolutely cooks. He didn't have that receiver kind of last year. I mean, Mooney was obviously a deep threat. Mooney was really good across like crossing midfield, going into the flat, like that kind of stuff. But they didn't really have a good like you know guy who can run a dig route, guy that can run a deep curl. Like they didn't have anybody that can really do that. That's what more like really excels in. He just hasn't been used like that yet. Yeah, I hate to jump the gun or get ahead of myself, but you think about an offense like the Chiefs, where they kind of have a mobile quarterback. Here we get go. out of the get out of the pocket <laughs> and. uh the receivers are kind of following Mahomes around the field. I feel like DJ Moore is like absolutely that kind of guy, and he's going to fit really well with Fields. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like if we like a really good example of what DJ Moore will do consistently is what I think it was Dante Pettis's first touchdown of the season against the 49ers, where he found an absolute opening in the defense because the play broke down, and he just walked in basically for like a 40 yard touchdown on only like a 20 yard pass. And it's just because Fields lost so much time, and he basically just found the opening. But DJ Moore will do that a lot more consistently. Yep. Joe, are you a big, uh, I'll say numbers guy, like pro football focus, those type of numbers? Yes and no. It depends what kind of numbers you're using. For the grades, probably not. But if it comes to like certain things, like I like using them to track how many sacks and penalties like offensive linemen have had and, you know, pass coverage type of stuff when it comes to linebackers. But otherwise, like overall grades for like a wide receiver, not really. Mm. I- I'm convinced that. It's just completely made up because I have no yeah, idea. I don't know how to read any of it. No, and they don't really give any good description to it either. It's just all subjective. <laughs> yeah, I was going to, I mean, like there's some, I've seen stats out there for, I mean, I guess you say DJ Moore here, but like the separation he calls it and they'll give a grade to it. I'm like, this makes absolutely, like, what are we talking about here? Like, yeah, this, right? is, this isn't like rocket Scientology. This is just football. Right? Like, come on. Uh Along those lines, Bears receiving core. So you have you have Mooney, Moore, Claypool. Uh, I mean, besides that, it's I mean, I guess you have Equinemius, St. Brown. But are the Bears are they going to add through free agency through the draft? Um, are they done adding to the wide receiver room? What do you think? I think they're done in free agency. I could easily see us going after somebody in the mid to late rounds. I really only see them going after a guy that's like a developmental type player. I like to look at Andre Iosivas as a guy that you can draft in the fourth or fifth round and let sit behind Claypool for you. I don't think Claypool comes back now with the addition of DJ Moore, unfortunately. And I love Claypool. So I think they get a guy that's going to replace him long-term as their big, like, you know, athlete as mm-hmm. the X. And I think he's a good fit for it. Or you can go after a guy like Xavier Hutchinson. You can also see them going after like a, a more lethal guy that maybe they expected uh, Valus Jones to be, but they definitely will draft somebody in the mid to late rounds. What about like a Rashid Rice? Where do you think he's going to go? He's a guy I like too. I can see him going in the fourth round. I he reminds me a lot of basically how DJ Moore plays, where he's not the biggest receiver, but he's gonna beat you on a lot of jump balls and he wants to physically outmuscle people. I completely forgot about Bayless Jones when I was naming the receiver room there. Don't what, really like, count him. <laughs> yeah. Like one, is DJ Moore older than him or younger than him? I feel like everybody's younger than D- or Bayless Jones. <laughs> Tremaine Edmonds is younger than him. Fun yeah, fact. I saw a tweet today. Is he? <laughs> yeah, he is. A year He's been in the league for five years, right? Yep. That's outrageous. Uh, so, uh, yeah, Bayless Jones, what do you think about him? Is he going to play, I'll say, meaningful snaps this year? I think he'll be the full-time kick returner, and it'll help us a lot. 
but I, I think he'll just be kind of used as he was at the end of the year as like a gadget type guy, go deep every so often, make cool, crazy play every so often, but I don't think he'll be, you know, super meaningful. When I think of uh, Valus Jones, I think of like a, a Walmart version of Corderell Patterson. Yeah, the short like, version of him. <laughs> yeah, like he's just like, yeah, like on clearance. Yeah. Like he can kind of do it, but like it's really not that good. <laughs> yeah, look, it's like the it's kind of the same thing of Tariq Cohen, what we had. I think we're just trying to recreate him and it's not working. Yeah, exactly. So the Carolina trade obviously checks a lot of boxes. It keeps them within the top 10 uh, of the first round this year. It gives them even more draft capital in future years uh, and even that second round pick this year. And then it gives Fields that wide receiver one, X type receiver. Um, Let's talk about the moves they made today, though. Um, So they got, they picked up two great linebackers um, in Edwards and Edmonds. And try not to mix those up all season. And uh, I believe they paid pretty much the same amount that they would have uh, for those two guys for Roquan Smith. Yeah, I absolutely love the the linebacker one's great. I mean, the, the way they – because so over the cap actually has their contracts out already. I don't know how they already got their hands on it, but Tremaine Edmonds' deal looks beautiful in terms of the Bears' you know cap situation. It, it's all front-loaded money. Tremaine Edmonds has zero guaranteed money after next season, after 2024 season. So he's not going to be a major cap hit at all the last two seasons, essentially for the Bears. And so he's going to be front loaded the shit out of it. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. That's what they did. So it was absolutely perfect for what they did because the, like the extensions that we're going to see are going to happen to Mooney, um, Justin Fields, like those type of guys are all going to happen basically at that kind of time frame. Obviously, Mooney will probably happen this year, but. Same thing. They could easily just, you know, make his first year pretty cheap and then backload his. And they they, they maneuvered this super well. And then TJ Edwards getting him at that price tag was unbelievable. Stealing I don't, how, like, I don't, I don't understand. And the guy was a top top five in tackles last season, I'm pretty sure, right? Top five in tackles, top five in, uh, I think it was uh, yards per target, I think it was. Or he was sixth, I think, according to NFL Next Gen Stats. But he was unbelievable. And he, had, he was great in pass coverage, instinctive, physical, strong. Him and Sanborn are going to be good together. It always feels good to have a local guy like that on the roster, yep. too. Yep. A little extra juice there. Exactly. Him and Sanborn, too, because they're both from around the same area for right. high schools, and they both went to Wisconsin. It was like you blinked, or, you know, if you were working and didn't have time to check Twitter, an hour goes by, and all of a sudden the Bears have some of the best linebackers in the league. Yeah. Yep. Now, is, there something, price. is there something specific about TJ Edwards and Tremaine Edmonds that fits within Iberplus's scheme. Like why why these two specific linebackers? Well Edwards can play any of the three pretty mm-hmm. well. He's he's best suited as a Mike, but he can play any of the three. And he actually I mean he called the entire Eagles defense last year, mm-hmm. like from from the huddle. Tremaine Edmonds is an absolute perfect fit to be a will in terms of his like size athleticism. He like I like to cite a lot. Um I don't know if you guys have seen uh Kent Kentley Platt or Math Bomb on Twitter. He has like the relative athletic scores all the time for players. He, uh, it seems like every Bears player that, you know, Eberflus and Poles go after has a really high RAS, which is just, you know, size, speed, all that stuff. And Edmonds has that. He has like a 9.74 out of 10. I mean, four or five speed at 6'5 to 250 is just unbelievable. Like, and the Will's a guy that needs to be a sideline to sideline guy who can make basically what we thought Roquan Smith could be for us, but also needs to step up and fill gaps when needed. And pass and you know do everything basically. So that's what Edmonds is going to be for us, and he he showed that last year that he can do that. Yeah. So I was I was looking at um, 
I actually saw you tweet this out earlier, a couple screenshots. I mean, and not this Theo Ash guy, but, you know, people are kind of like, I see you paid 24 or you paid uh, Tremaine Edmonds, you know, a little less than you would have paid Roquan. Like, why didn't you just pay Roquan? But this overall, like, you're so think for three linebackers here, I mean, I don't actually, I should say two linebackers. I have no idea what Sanborn's making, but for 24 and a half mil, you have, you got Edmonds and Edwards over 20 million for Roquan Smith, right? Yeah. Plus, I mean, with Roquan's, like, the whole thing with Roquan is he literally asked to leave the Bears. Like, he has to be traded. The fact that we got a second-round pick for a guy who didn't want to be in Chicago and was in a contract year is unbelievable. So we got a second-round pick and two new linebackers for the same price, essentially. In the, in the middle of a tank, too. Yeah, in the middle of a season that uh, we had z- absolute zero leverage on Roquan Smith. All we had was a franchise tag, which would have been stupid because he would have sat out anyway if we tagged him. And then what, what can you tell us about Nate Davis? Because all I know so far is he's a gigantic human. I was about yeah. to say he's a hoss. And he plays like it, too. He's mean. He's mon- he's a monster. Like I, he can either I think he'll probably be the left guard, and then we cut white hair or try and make white hair play center. But I don't think white hair will want to play center. So I think he's just you know I think he's gone. I think he'll be a post June first cut for like ten million savings in cap. And I mean he could play right guard too. That's where he was last year. He looks really good, and then that can move Tevin to right tackle. But mm-hmm. it kind I think kind of depends on what we see with the rest of free agency at right tackle slash the draft. But he is an absolute mauler in the run game and he's a really good zone blocking um guard like he's him, really him good and Tevin Jenkins on the same side of the line might just would be, be too, deadly too, might be too mean actually yeah yeah but like the way you watch him play he just runs mean like you know he wants <laughs> to kill somebody so like as it stands right now so left right was it Braxton Jones is your left tackle starting the season and then you have Nate Davis yep uh, let's say anybody but Sam Mustafer at center I think as of now, it has to be kind of Cody Whitehair at center, but or I guess you could say Lucas Patrick too. But I th- I'd say they draft somebody there. But then yeah, then Tevin Wright guard, and then right tackles. I'm going to guess a free agent or a draft. I was going to say, is the Larry Borum experiment over? Yeah, it's done. I think he'll be a good swing tackle, but he's not a he's nothing more than that. So, yeah. I mean, part of the theme here with all the guys they picked up so far is they're, they've gone young, right? Like I think the oldest guy out of more Edwards Edmonds and Davis, twenty six, right? Yep. Um, so, what, where do you think they go next? Are they going to look for like a veteran presence? Like, are they going to look to a guy like Frank Clark? Because they do kind of still need to address the pass rush. Um, what do you think they do in free agency with, I guess, the forty million they have left over in cap space? And then, what, what, where do they go with that ninth overall pick? I think they're scheming to throw a bag at basically either Draymond Jones or Orlando Brown Jr. Whoever will take it, essentially. I think I think the only way they want Orlando Brown Jr. is if he's playing right tackle, though. I don't think they want him to play left tackle because he's not a good left tackle. Mm-hmm. Um, but Draymond Jones, I think, is their priority. And if they don't get him, I think they'll settle for Brown. But then they need to still spend a, a good amount of money on the defensive line regardless and hope that Jalen Carter falls into the draft if they do give it to Orlando Brown Jr. I think the best case scenario for them is they give good money to Draymond Jones Sign a guy cheap like Shelby Harris to be a backup on the defensive line who just got cut today. And then Paris Johnson at ninth overall or trade back at ninth overall and snag somebody else like a, like a Broderick Jones or like a Darnell Wright. So that, that actually led me into my next question. If you if they're at number nine and say like yeah, Jalen Carter doesn't fall to them, right? And I'm i I'm gonna assume he's not. I in all I the mock draft that I've written or written, read, he's not there. Uh like, what is the possibility that the Bears trade back and just amass more capital? 
I, it, it really depends on how they view the guys that follow them. I think I think they'll love Tyree Wilson because of his athletic traits and his fit to the four three scheme. So I don't think they pass on him at nine. I'd, I'd want them to, but I don't think they do. But I, I do definitely believe that they're looking to trade back because they're all they always are. Yeah, I mean, I, what Poles has done so far this offseason, I think it's hard to say. And granted, yeah, you have the number one overall pick and you have what he believes is a franchise quarterback, what I think a lot of people in Chicago believe is a franchise quarterback. He's kind of been like, you know, he's in a spot where it, it would have been hard to fuck it up. But at the same time, he hasn't fucked it up yet. Like he's right. it for for it a feels like it feels like when Theo Epstein came over from Boston. It was, just, <laughs> it was just wheeling and making moves and everything felt right. It's like that, weird to, to, to see a Bears front office make competent moves. You know, trading back to, you know, amassing, like getting DJ Moore, getting a first round pick, getting two second round picks with it. It just is like. It's oh. funny because today it, the thought ran through my mind. I'm just waiting for like a meteor to hit Earth. Like right <laughs> when the Bears are about to like do something right and, and potentially be like a dynasty here. Something is just going to go horribly wrong. <laughs> I just, I was just waiting for them to overpay for somebody that I'd be like, come on, why did we do that? Like Tremaine Edmonds was a little bit of an overpay, but like he's at least worth it. Like he's a, he's a high, he's a high level player at yeah. a position of need. You got like, it. Front loaded. Exactly. I was just waiting for like a, a stupid contract to like uh, I don't know, like 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 an old Javon Hargrave, like be him twenty five million a year or something, and me just be like, are you kidding me? Did we really just do that? I would have spun that as a positive. I would have too. I'll, I'll but like, I still would have been very frustrated at first. Like, do you really just spend all that money on a guy who's already 30 something years old? <laughs> what about David Montgomery? Where's he going to go? I think he's going to realize that he doesn't have a market and he's going to end up signing pretty cheap back here, honestly. I think he's slowly starting to figure it out that he's not. I So he originally, from what I heard, came into the offseason or near the end of the season thinking he was worth about 10 million. He's starting to see now that the running backs aren't even getting any contracts at all right now, and he's going to have to settle for like that six to eight million range. It'd be great if that's the case. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, as much as much as it's nice to have like a top five like bona fide running back, I, I just don't believe in the Bears investing one, especially at this point in time. Yeah, I think like Montgomery's just a really good locker room guy to keep around. He can do it all as a running back. He's he's fun to watch. Like. Again, keep those homegrown players is important too. So you're co- you'd be comfortable with a, a running back room of him and our Montgomery and Herbert again this year? Yeah, I'd still like fields. to draft somebody in the later rounds as somebody you can develop, like a Chase Brown, maybe mm-hmm. out of U of I. That'd be awesome. But he's good. Yeah, or like a Tajay Spears out of Tulane. But he's like and Tajay Spears. Sorry, to cut you off again. He's like what oh, like five five. I think he's taller. He's just super small. Like he's he's pretty light. Like he's like five nine. But he's super, he's super like skinny, but he's yeah. just so freaking explosive. Yeah, I just remember watching him and was it the Cotton Bowl? Is that where they played you? Yeah, they put, yep, yep. And he just blew up, I guess. Yeah. Overhit, not a big deal. <laughs> so if you were to predict Foles' next moves in free agency and then predict what they do with the draft pick, what, what would you, where would you play your flag on that? <sighs> I'd say my gut tells me that they give that. Draymond Jones doesn't end up signing with them and he signs with the Browns. So they end up paying Orlando Brown Jr. a decent amount of money. And then they basically go defensive tackle first round, whether that's like uh, hopefully Jalen Carter Falls or Kalijah Cansey, possibly. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot, but I'd say that's probably what I think would happen. Again, the dream is I'd say Draymond Jones and then you 
then you trade back and get a tackle in the mid mid first round. If they were to get a tackle in the first round, who would you uh, who do you think they should go after? And I'm only asking because I know the one guy from Northwestern. And he was from Park Ridge. Was it Skronsky? Yep. 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 Yeah. Is he a possibility? I, maybe, but I don't think he's a tackle in the NFL. I think he's too small, and his arms are extremely short. He's got T Rex arms, so I think he's definitely better for as a guard. <laughs> His arms were like historically small. Like it was funny, it's funny how people look into that kind of stuff. Like that's yeah, no, I've, I've I've read that on Twitter too. But I mean, fuck, I don't know. That guy would beat the shit out of me. Yeah, he's a monster. But yeah. I just he, he scares me. I I'd think if they trade, well, they stay at nine. I think they take Paris Johnson there. It seems like they like him a lot. I, I read mm-hmm. somewhere that they're taking him out to uh to a dinner before the Iowa or Ohio State uh pro day. So I'm assuming they like him a lot, but mm-hmm. if they trade back, I would like Broderick Jones or Darnell Wright a lot. Okay. I mean, just again, all this talk, it just gets you excited. Like, yeah, the, it's competency in the Bears front office. It's something that like, I feel like with the previous regime of, uh, of pace and Nagy, it's just like, it was always just like a stretch, you know, they're, they're throwing first round picks, you know, going moving one up to get Mitch or, you know, moving moving up to get fields and like, just, it wasn't panning out, you know, and just right now it is just it's like a breath of fresh air. And then they have right. Warren in and everything with this bears organization. It honestly got feels like it's a, a new day. And, and I just love how they're wasting, they're wasting no time. First day of free agency. They're pouncing three big contracts right away. Well, I'm not all big, but three big name players that they needed immediately. Right. Like no, right. no rest. I was getting a little nervous after TJ Edwards, nothing was happening, but, they obviously still had stuff in the works. Mm-hmm. So, how about Justin Fields here? Let's let's get into the real QB. Quickly, here. the textbook Bears would have been uh, don't trade for DJ Moore, sign Jacoby Myers. Oh would, my gosh, would have yeah. the old Bears, and then be comfortable running into the season with Claypool, Jacoby Myers, and Mooney, which is okay, I guess. But right. let's not even think about that. Though, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, that's nightmares. Uh, Fields. I mean, I, I'm seeing everywhere, you know, people are obviously hyping him up next year. Like, what what do you think his ceiling is? Is he Jalen Hurts? Is he, you know, Lamar Jackson? I mean, I guess two MVP level players right there. But is he at that level? Could he get to that level? Oh, yeah, 100%. I, I think he takes that step. But I don't know if he, like, if it translates statistical-wise. It depends on how often they throw the ball. Because, like, if he, I mean, he could easily have a Jalen Hurts type year, but it's going to get, like, shot down. Because, I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't throw for a lot of yards last year. People really don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. Like he threw for like what three thousand five hundred yards. Yeah, I was going to say thirty five hundred. I think. And and everyone like talked about how he was like high passing quarterback. But if Fields were to do that, if he threw for thirty five hundred yards, people would still talk about how he's not a real quarterback. So, <laughs> I'd I'd say it's a very similar season, except for he's going to run for more yards. I, I welcome that too, though. Oh, me thing. too. No, I'd love that. <laughs> I'd love that. I, because I'd, Jalen Hurts was, border, I mean, he would have been the Super Bowl MVP if the, you know, if that penalty doesn't happen potentially. Yeah, he was balling yeah, that game. Should have been. Uh, yeah, he. Hurts threw for 3,700 yards. That's what it was, yep. Which is still, I mean, outrageous. Uh, you think the Bears will look to, ex- I mean, so was it? this is his third season coming up. Are they going to look to extend fields after this season? I think they'll pick up his fifth-year option, and then after that, they'll start to look to extension. I think it'll be after his, I mean, after this year, we'll definitely decide if they're moving forward with him or not. Because if they they don't, obviously, if he's if he has a down year, like, I mean, most of us yeah, are predicting. got to depend on performance, right? Yeah, obviously. yep. And then at least I mean, they have really the Panthers did. pick. He really didn't take off until that Patriots game. Yep. Yep. Which again, I'm I'm all in, but like he's kind of gonna have everything around him this year to prove it or not. Right. And if he does, then you're gonna have two first round picks to be able to make a move to get a quarterback next year. Which we don't want to think about, but it's just something you have to talk about, of course. Yep. 
towards the end of the season, I'll say like the Eagles, Bills, uh, I can't remember who they played after that. Like those last, the last, like anything after the Packers game, were they running a different scheme for fields uh, or like running somewhat of a different offense to one, like, you know, I don't want to say shelter him, but like to preserve him so he doesn't get hurt. Um, and yeah, like build going into the offseason on a positive note. I think they just like ran out of help. I mean, they started getting the injuries like crazy on both sides of the ball. They started tanking, obviously. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of were like, all right, let's just like just keep playing. Like just get more experience at this point. And they just tried to make I'm pretty sure like his reads like not easy, but like easier to maneuver through his reads by giving him more protection by you know, having people more people blocking, having like not simpler routes, but easier routes to read on a defense just to you know get them more comfortable. Yep. What do you think? Go Sorry, ahead. go ahead, Kyle. No, I was gonna I was gonna move on to Aaron Rodgers. You got a if you got another field question, <laughs> let her rip. Well, I was just gonna if you want to move on to a different team, I was gonna say maybe this would be a better thing to close on. But I mean they're they're filling out the roster quickly here. And it's like they still have room to make more moves. They're obviously, you know, this draft day, they're gonna add players on draft day. Hey, your boy rap sheet, Draymond Jones to the Seahawks. No, oh, really? Just now. Yeah. That's terrible. But you're That's right. Your, your boy rap is all over it. Where's Shefty? Yeah, seriously, where's oh, Shefty? Shefty's sleeping. Okay, so now with, with this, you expect the Bears, or you would think the Bears are going to uh, make a play for Orlando Brown? Yeah, I mean, I, I think they're going to have to give the bag to somebody because they need to spend a certain amount of money this offseason to, you know, supplement because you have to spend a certain amount to be able to carry over a certain amount. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how much more they technically need to spend, but they do need to spend a bunch more. And I, I, I would assume Orlando Brown's kind of the way to do it. You kind of you brushed off my uh my Frank Clark question. I'm assuming you're not you're not too high. <laughs> on. I don't mind. I don't you. mind. I don't I don't mind. But it seems like they have an obvious agenda of they want players under the age of 30. Because Frank Clark's what 31? 29, I think. Okay, I mean, I'd be I'd be fine with Frank Clark. I just don't think he fits what they're looking for. Right. I would love Frank Clark. He's a stud, right? But I just don't think he fits what they're looking for. Right? Yeah, Frank Clark will be he'd be thirty going into uh, at the start of next season, which so. is obviously yeah in football terms that's old. I mean, yeah, is this? I was just thinking maybe they want some kind of a veteran presence. I wouldn't mind it because they're going to need it. I also think unless they really trust Justin Jones to be the three technique, and maybe they'll go spend it at a at a one technique. Mm-hmm. Like a Dalvin, think, Dalvin Tomlinson or something. Do you think there's any possibility? Well, I guess put a percentage on it that Jalen Carter actually falls to nine. Mm, I'd say probably like 30%. I mean, the more quarterbacks Ooh. that get drafted ahead of the Bears, the better. Yeah, plus like other teams have bigger needs. I think the Lions basically just secured that they're the fact they're going to be drafting him by the fact they signed uh, Cam Sutton to a decent contract. Mm-hmm. So that fills out there. I thought they maybe had a chance of taking Devin Witherspoon at six. But and now I mean I guess the Seahawks aren't drafting Jalen Carter now they just signed Draymond Jones to a bag so I'm assuming they're not even going to look at Carter probably no way that no way the Bears try to trade up back up to get him <sighs> that'd be that'd be interesting mm-hmm. and they would literally go against kind of what I was saying earlier but I would spin it and I'd fucking love it oh yeah hundred <laughs> percent honestly hundred percent I'd be all anything. in the fact it's that we we debated taking him at one. And right. Now, now, right now, we're getting him at like five. Hey, that works. <laughs> so where I where I was going with mine quickly was all right. They're like I said, they're filling out the roster. They start. They're, they're putting together like a formidable team that I think is going to be like competitive as early as this year. What What do you what, What's your opinion on that? Do you think think they're going to contend for the division right away? I think they're going to make it interesting. I think they'll have like a Jaguars type season where 
obviously the Jaguars had a choke of a division. So they obviously won the division, but I think the Vikings still will be able to contend and win the division. Lions will be a tough team to beat. And the Packers are the Packers. Like they're never going to be a pushover mm-hmm. until they completely rebuild, which it looks like they're just retooling with Jordan Love. So I don't think they'll, you know, I don't think they're guaranteed to make the divi- or make the playoffs win the division, but I think they're definitely going to have like at least seven wins at yeah. this point next season. Yeah. Fuck them. You might as well hang a banner for that. Exactly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> seven wins? I would kill for seven wins. <laughs> After last season? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, what's on down this? Aaron Rodgers. Is he, is he going to start the season as a Jet? 100%. Uh, I think he's gone. All the Jets players were talking way too much to, to not know something. So Twitter. like what I mean, I'm sure you saw the the Trey Wingo tweet today, and then my boy or Max's boy, I should say, Shefty came out and uh disputed it, said he hasn't heard anything official. What what do you think? What are your thoughts on that? I think there's nothing official yet. I'm sure like Rogers has to like lock up a few things before it's official, but I think it's as good as done. Like, I mean the Jets players tweeting stuff like, oh, like I can sleep now. Like I think it was Garrett Wilson going crazy on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that they're doing that, they obviously know something. Like they're 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 plugged in just a lot more than we are, and probably more than honestly the uh, those guys are. Like Rap, Schefter, all those guys. Yep. I hate to so say it, but Jordan Love was slinging it a few times that I saw him last yeah. year. Yeah. I mean, the preseason he looked pretty bad, but yes, in the, in the, <laughs> in the regular season he looked he looked good. <laughs> it, was he only in that? Uh, and for the regular season, was it only that Eagles game? Yes, it was for like that quarter and a half, I think. But he yeah. was absolutely slinging it. Yeah, no, I, he definitely was. He, he was scaring he, me he a little bit. Ball was zipping. It was scaring me. <laughs> yeah, uh, tight little spiral on it. Yeah. All right. Last last question. Rank the four NFC North quarterbacks going into next season, assuming that Aaron Rodgers is a New York Jet. Assuming he's a Jet, then it's probably yeah. it's probably if it's just based off like last season, not like potential. Yeah, it probably is Cousins, Goff, Fields, Love. Ooh, ooh, you would take Jared Goff over John Fields? <clears throat> well, like I wouldn't actually take him over, but like he, he, looked, he looked really good last year. I think you're yeah, being I mean, a little a little too respectful did. to our NFC, NFC North counterparts. He did look really good. I will say that I'm actually really a Loki love the Lions. It's kind of hard not to. If, I mean, yeah, no, being a Bears fan, you're probably not supposed to like the Lions, but like Dan Campbell, he's just a he's a likable guy. Jared Goff, yeah. a likable guy. Yep. I wouldn't be surprised if they win the division. I wouldn't either. They they absolutely they're just stacking their defense right now. Yep. They almost and could be. Would you say they're almost a favorite to, to or they have to be t- at least one of the top two teams? In they're probably the top. second favorite as soon as Rodgers is gone. Yep. Yeah, I mean realistically, and I to be honest, I God, I just have a hard time ever thinking that the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. I mean, don't get me wrong. Well, not to mention was, their defense was absolutely atrocious. They yeah, did just sign Marcus Davenport. I saw that during this too. Yep. Yep. Of course. Oh, did they? Yeah. One year. I mean, he's he's not anybody for me to stress about. I mean, he had like, I think he had half a sack last year, but I, he's still a very good, talented player. Mm-hmm. The the Vikings are a team that they're just a regular season team. Like Kirk Cousins. I mean, yep. I'm sure you've you've seen the like you know prime time Kirk and all of that. Yep. But it is it legitimately is true. Like if you look at him, like based off even like the noon slot to the three p.m. slot to the seven or to like the prime time Sunday Monday night, he can only play at noon. Every other time he's like a, a below average quarterback. It's crazy. <laughs> like he's he's lethal at noon, and then any other time he's just like either average or bad. Yeah, he's like he's like uh, Dan Marino or 
fucking Joe Montana. <laughs> like, <laughs> <Gale> <laughs> yeah, like, no in between. Like, yeah, no half measures. Like that playoff <laughs> game, the fact that he threw it on fourth and eight, he threw it two yards, dude. To uh, Hawkinson, yeah, Hawkinson. I was like, <laughs> like it just felt like it felt like perfect. Kirk Cousins, like it's a great way to lose for him to lose the game. Like fucking I, swing it as high as you can for fuck's sake. Like hey, you have Justin Jefferson, yeah, nothing to lose. Yeah, Literally. right. <laughs> it's crazy. Just give him a shot. Uh, Max, you got anything else? I was just gonna say I'll I'll end on this. I think I think this year Fields takes a step, a big step forward. By the end of next season, I think we're talking about him as like a top six to eight guy in the league. I agree with that. I think he's for sure top ten after this year. Yeah, I mean, right now, I'll for sure I'll take Burrow, Mahomes, Allen Hurts, uh, and probably no, and probably yeah, Herbert, take Lamar. Herbert and Lawrence, and then I'll put Fields next. So you're putting him at seven. Mm-hmm. Look at that. That was great math. Over. Uh, Jesus Christ! I can't. Why can't I think of the guy's name in the? Over over Dak, over Cousins, over Daniel Jones. I can't think. Who am I fucking? Oh, Tua. My guy Tua. Yes. <laughs> Do you, I, I fucking like Tua. I mean, if he well, like, they got their insurance policy today. Yeah. They they <laughs> he might be better than Tua, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Uh, well, Joe, thanks so much for coming on. You're going to have to come on again around the draft. This is hey, awesome. Hey, uh, drop your sure. podcast and all that stuff. Where can people find you? Where can people listen to you? Yeah, you can follow me uh, on Twitter at Joseph Herf NFL. I have a podcast on Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor, all that good stuff. And that's uh, Herf's Huddle, a Chicago Bears podcast. Officially a recurring guest of the Shy Sports Weekly Pod. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys.